the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Oh, this is even worse than last time. <sighs> well, he did help me before, though I still can't believe how. Regardless of how I feel about him, I'm going to call... Ape Man the Rescuer. Saving atheism, humanism, philosophical materialism, and postmodernism from observed facts, real science, and common sense. <laughs> Hello. I've got another problem. We've stated over and over that dinosaurs died out millions of years ago. Seventy million, give or take. And that dinosaurs have never lived contemporaneously with humans. Yeah, so? Well, it would seem that some of our evolutionary colleagues have discovered soft tissue within fossil bones of dinosaurs. What kind of soft tissue are we talking here? Honestly, don't you ever read any of the scientific literature? Uh, eight men don't read. Oh, yes. How frightfully insensitive of me. Well, frankly, finding any form of soft tissue is exceedingly difficult to explain. But in the case to which I'm referring, the soft tissue includes red blood cells and blood vessels. Ew, sounds kind of gross. <sighs> Perhaps, but the fact remains that uh, gross stuff shouldn't be there. Can't you just say that it got there by accident? Are you inferring that it was merely a contaminant? Hey, that sounds scientific. So sure, call it a contaminant. Well, that researcher thought of that already and repeated the testing numerous times to prove that it wasn't. Wasn't what? <sighs> that it wasn't a contaminant. So, what else could it be? Well, just like how I was frozen for a hundred thousands of years in the tundra. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Maybe it was frozen, too. But the fossil wasn't found in the tundra. Wait, you've given me an idea. Perhaps there was a completely natural way it could have been preserved low these millions of years. Yeah, uh, that could happen. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reid, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzadel, all directors of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. You know, there's a myriad of different topics that we could talk about in terms of contentions with creationists and evolutionists. One of the interesting ones that's going on today is the large amount of findings of soft tissues found in dinosaur bones and in fossils. The problem with that is if these dinosaur finds, animal finds, and all these things are actually hundreds of millions of years old, those soft tissues should not exist. They should have all withered away, gone away. They should all be mineralized if they were buried at this point, and they're not. 
And it's not just one find. When I first started talking about this, when Dr. Mary Schweitzer first found some soft tissue inside a T-Rex bone. In the late 90s. In the late 90s. They said, what was it, Terry? Well, they said it was contamination. Contamination. It can't be soft tissue. Well, when it was just one example, you could write it off. But now we're talking about over 200 examples of that. What does that talk to you when you hear that, Carl? Well, we see soft tissue in otherwise fossilized bone, then you have to wonder, well, how could the one process not affect the other process? So if something like bone, a stone, that can last for indefinite periods of time, assuming it's not being eroded by some sort of water flow, then why would you expect that blood cells or soft tissue cells, the connective tissue in the bone marrow, which is where Mary Schweitzer was working, when quite accidentally the femur of a Tyrannosaurus rex bone was broken and someone said, hey, what's this gooey stuff? And that's where it started. Then we have to wonder, well, why can we believe in a bone being millions of years old and yet we have something that's soft and pliable and something that's left in, in if we present day would leave bone marrow lying around, it wouldn't last very long at all. Even if we kept it in the best type of preservation we possible, it's not going to last more than a few years before it's completely disintegrated. So why can we expect the bone that has been turned to stone maintain the pristine environment it would need to keep something for millions of years? It's something that is implausible at best and kind of ridiculous on the, on the face of it. But that's okay. Eight Man, the rescuer, has a rescuing device. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. Well, as Eight Man, the rescuer, pointed out, you really don't need to show that it's plausible. All you have to do is just put out any nice story out there at all, and, and the Darwinists will grab onto it and latch onto it. You know, as, as Professor Atheist was pointing out, at first, he was just saying it's contamination, and now that now he's found out it's not just contamination, the findings have been repeated and and verified, and they can't just keep saying it's contamination. But Mary Schweitzer, who herself was able to using a centrifugal machine separate the blood cells and and in pristine laboratory conditions get them to last a couple of years, and the rescuer pointed out, well, that's all you need. It doesn't matter that we're talking about something out in the real world with freezing and thawing cycles and scavengers and microorganisms lasting 70 million years. It doesn't matter that what Mary Schweitzer was able to do is totally, totally does not demonstrate at all how you could make something last 70 million years in the real world. Let's just underscore what you're saying. To get that done, and you you talked about pristine lab conditions. Mm -hmm. What they did was they infused it with a huge amount of iron, more than anything that you would ever see in the natural world, unless you were just in an iron vein or something like that. And that's not where we're finding these things. It is ridiculous, and what they're doing is pushing an agenda. 
rather than talking about observational science with that. And as Aikman and the rest of you pointed out, that's all they need to do, though, just to have Mary Schweitzer's experiment under these uh, non-real-world conditions, and they'll just latch onto that and put it in a movie and show how right. it could last in dinosaur tissue could last a million years in the real world. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. There are a lot of other examples of this other than just the T-Rex find. There is the find of osteocytes within the nose horn of a triceratops, sadly, as you were talking about, Terry. That cost uh, Mark Armitage a position because when he published those findings... The place he was at got rid of him because you're not supposed to do anything that shows up that old earth may not be true. But that is tied to this whole discussion. The Bible does not explicitly state how old the earth is, but from a general reading of it, it is pretty clear that it's talking thousands of years, whereas conventional science always talks about what? Billions. Billions of years. Billions and billions. And... When we get all of this soft tissue data, we start to find, ooh, it really doesn't look like that stuff is this old. A great example of that is in the current issue of of Creation Magazine. They found skin tissue of an ichthyosaur, not only the skin tissue, but also the subcutaneous fat below it. None of that should be preserved in what they thought is a 180-million-year-old strata. It should be completely gone. And yet it's still there like these 200 other finds, which shows, well, maybe it's not millions of years. In point of fact, none of this stuff could have lasted for millions of years. And I really loved the evolutionist statement in that piece in which he said, boy, this stuff had to be buried very rapidly. (laughs) What would have buried things very rapidly and completely? Uh... A cement truck? A cement truck or a worldwide flood. flood. A worldwide flood. This hits into the Bible very well. Other thoughts, Carl? Well, I I do like to think that there are other things that would show that the Earth is much younger than it is. In fact, we have many Earth clocks, if you will, that shows that the Earth cannot be millions or billions of years old. But certainly, when we find soft tissue within otherwise fossilized bones, that is a clear indication that the world cannot be millions or billions of years old. Mm -hmm. Terry? Well, the Darwinist always have a rescuing device, so uh, they'll they'll grab onto anything. In this case, they're grabbing onto laboratory conditions, being able to get the red blood cells last a couple of years and say, Mm -hmm. we'll see, it could happen. When Mary Schweitzer first found that soft tissue, within the T-Rex bone, the collaborator who had sent her the finding, uh, Jack Horner, said the creationists are going to love you. And that was never her intent. She was simply following the evidence of what was given. Mm -hmm. Folks, when we find these soft tissues, it fits right within the biblical context of a young earth. And as you said, Carl, there are a lot more. In point of fact, there are more than 70 clocks which point to this earth not being millions or billions of years old, but just a few thousand. You can believe the Bible from the very first verse. There has been an explosion in the number of exoplanets discovered. That's planets detected outside our solar system and other star systems. 
we know that we have found more than 6,000 of them. This would lead some to believe there has to be life out there. But what we have found that none of these planets and solar systems meet all of the more than 200 prerequisites for life which are made possible in this very special place we call Earth. Scientists are consistently looking for water and planets in a habitable zone around stars, saying that these two things always make life possible. But they ignore the fact that, as we detail in this program, biological evolution, even with water and the right conditions, is physically, chemically, and mathematically impossible. Finding life out there would disprove the Bible, not God's existence. But what we know from the Bible and natural laws is this universe says that we are quite probably alone and very special creation of God. Scott Lane's book, What If God Wrote the Bible, will be released nationwide on March 2nd. Pre-orders for e-books are already available on Amazon. This book gives six evidence that God wrote the Bible and thereby gives evidence of his existence. It includes evidence of the Genesis account found in the creation accounts of other cultures all over the world. It has evidence of God and the Bible, understanding modern physics, biology, and chemistry thousands of years before man. It shows how God protected his words down from the ages and has made over 2,500 very specific prophecies with over 2,000 of them already coming to pass. This and more can be had by you if you get your copy of What If God Wrote the Bible by Scott Lane. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.